0: Hello, Naked Parent Nation. and Welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff. I'm your host today. And we're excited that you're spending the next 30 minutes with us to get to know a little bit more about Ashley Birch, who has a three-year-old son who's been recently diagnosed with moderate to severe autism. This is just three weeks old, this diagnosis, and he's her only child. She loves him dearly and uh, finds the situation very rewarding and very challenging. I'd like to welcome you to the show, Ashley. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you doing, Chad?
0: I'm doing great. I appreciate you being with us. So you just got your diagnosis three weeks ago, huh? Yes, I sure did. What did that feel like? Was that a, was it like a bomb that went off? Was it a relief? Tell us a little bit about... What happened and, and what brought you up to the needing uh, to get a diagnosis? And then how did it feel once you received it?
1: Actually, what came about it was I've had a lot of people telling me that, you know, I, my son went to the daycare like back in November. He was in a class before that because he wasn't potty trained. That was originally why he was there. But then when he discovered his all of his developmental bi- 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 milestones and everything, got with me one day saying need to get him evaluated for his hearing. At first that his they thought his hearing was really bad. So they telling me that I need to take it to get a hearing test. And then one of my friends was telling me about, you know, my son having autism. you know, you need to get him tested for autism. One of my good friends I used to work with in a past. Um, told me that I needed to get him tested. And I kept telling her, no, They keeps telling me that my PSP surgeon keeps telling him, telling me that he's, he doesn't have autism. It's too early to tell and all that. And she said, you need to get a second. My s- lieutenant was telling me, you need to get a second opinion. You really, um, for all due respect, you do need to get a second opinion. So I guess I was in denial for a few months. And then only reason I went for the second opinion was to hopefully... To basically, tell the lieutenant, you know, Serge, you're right. You know, he doesn't have autism. Nothing's wrong with him. Well, long and behold, it went a backfiring on me. So the doctor, the second opinion, told me he does. So for sure, have autism. It was like a big bombshell. To be honest with you, it was too much to handle. It was like I didn't know how to handle it. <laughs> I've had a best friend who's been autistic for 25 years but I never thought I was going to have a son that was autistic so this is kind of a, like a big surprise huge surprise to me I mean but we're taking it day by day getting what we need to like getting to know what we need to do next and all that
0: Yeah wow so it's new I'm, I appreciate you sharing this There's no way to know what it's going to be like in, until you get diagnosis that your child is on a path that you weren't planning on them being on so it's pretty amazing. So were there when you look back now, is there anything that stands out now that you notice looking back? Are there any aha moments now that you have that information, or is it all just totally new and shock?
1: I believe he's had it a few months before. I guess I was in denial mostly because I was thinking, you know, no, maybe my son's just, you know, Maybe my son was like me, you know, I was a little developmentally um, uh, behind on myself when I was his age, but I was never diagnosed with autism. But I eventually, after getting several professional help, I was able to get myself to where I've got my high school diploma, the associate bachelor's degree and all that. So... I guess I was thinking my son was going to be like me. Yeah, I felt he was a little behind, but I was mostly in denial because I was like, no, my son's going to be like me. You know, he is going, you know, he may be a little behind, but he is going to accomplish big things. I really still feel that way. I guess my aha moment was, you know, he does scream whenever he gets super excited or if he's banging on the walls. I guess that should have been a big hint that he you know, he should be diagnosed with autism and all that. But I guess I was just my in denial. I didn't want to face it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and so. it's what do you have to compare it to? I mean, it was your first child. It's not like you can compare it to. It's such a unique experience. And and um, I'm grateful that you're sharing it with us. Was it your pediatrician that gave you the diagnosis?
1: Or? Well, now it's pediatrician, but it's like a second opinion. Pediatrician, he was also a pediatrician. And But what happened was he reason why he knew for sure with was autism was because his first one, she was kind of fairly new as a pediatrician and didn't have um, special needs education or something. But that doctor, he did. So that's how he knew when he took a look at Ryan for like five, 10 minutes. He's like, oh, yeah, he's for sure has autism. So, because of that, that's how we were able to move forward. Instead of he doesn't know that many words; like he only speaks like if he does speak at all, it's like thirty words, thirty words total when he's supposed to be at three hundred for his age range. So, yeah, she said, yeah, he is maybe speech delay, but he is he's too his first pediatrician said is too young to diagnose him with autism at the time that he was two and everything.
0: What did they say for next steps? Did they give you any um suggestions on kind of what some next steps are for you?
1: Well, his pediatrician did refer us to the occupational physical speech therapy, and uh, we have started on that a week after the diagnosis. We did start on that as soon as possible, and um he's been going for like last two or three weeks. He's been going like three or four times a week, and he may be. What they're telling me is he may be going to speech therapy twice a week, uh, occupational therapy twice, maybe physical therapy. Good thing about it. He's not confined to a wheelchair. So that's why they say only one time a week for that. So that's what they're saying. What we can do so far is just doing all these types of therapy to help them to hopefully get him on track and get him uh, where by the time I feel when he reaches kindergarten, he'll be pre-K and kindergarten. He'll be ready to go. And he'll be right where the other kids are.
0: Yeah, I see. Well, first of all, I want to commend you on jumping right into everything. You know what I mean? I've never heard somebody say, I wish I wouldn't have started the early intervention early. So you're just like, you know, uh, you're doing a great job as a mom. And and what a great job for your son to, to jump into it. I want to encourage you to take the... If I may, and this may not be my place, but to take the pressure off trying to, I tried to get my children to achieve certain milestones or to be at a certain place. And that was a really challenging thing for me to do to myself and to my children's. I wish for all parents that we don't, we take the pressure off ourselves and off our kids to try to fit into somebody else's box. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, and, that's true.
0: And that's easier said than done. Because we want certain things out of life and we want those things for our kids. But I just want to tell you that what you're doing for your son and jumping in so early is such a great thing for him. And I believe that you should be proud and content with whatever happens. But I'll get off my soapbox now. That's uh,
1: okay. I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I myself, I guess... The reason why I myself was a special needs kid back in the day, back in been day when it was called special ed class. Uh-huh. So I myself was in a special ed class for like first six years of my elementary school years, I feel was because they had me on Ritalin overdosing me on Ritalin. So it didn't help me retain information. As soon as my dad got me off of it, I was able to maintain information and I was able to catch back up It was a struggle for my dad to get custody of me. Finally, he did in seventh grade year, helped me out of that, took them a lot of hard work. My dad and my bonus mom, appreciate them very much on that. Now looking at my background and Ryan's background, at least Ryan doesn't have six years to make up. At least he has the one or two to make up. So I. I feel if my parents can get me on track of being six years behind, I know I can do it with my son with a year, only a year behind, I feel like. So I know he can do all things, you know, I know he can do anything he sets his mind to. I have faith. About
0: I like that. I saw, is that your um, favorite quote? I could do all things in Christ who gives me strength.
1: That's right. That is my favorite quote. It's always been my favorite quote. I feel that's, If you can describe my life in one detail, that is that. I mean, really, you know, coming from being all special ed class, been told, I was told there's no way I was going to graduate high school, let alone get an associate bachelor's degree or getting a good paying job. Well, look at me, I've gotten all those things and I was able to get a bachelor's degree with honors and I was able to hold a sergeant, a job as a sergeant, Texas Department of Criminal Justice. If I can do that, I know Ryan can do it too. I know he he came from my li- lineage. <laughs> I know he can do it.
0: I was gonna. I wasn't in special ed, and I don't have an associate's degree or a master's degree, you know. And that's why I want people not to put pressure on to people in a box because then you know. Luckily, you had the courage, and your dad had the courage to push you to do those things otherwise maybe you would have believed that you couldn't do those things and and look what you proved to yourself and to the world and our listeners are inspired as I am right now listening to your story sometimes these uh this news is difficult and we need this hope we need to hear these stories of hope so that we can you know lift ourselves up and dust the dirt off a little bit and and continue on
1: That is true <laughs>
0: I'm happy you have your faith, too. I, I That's another thing I've noticed. People that are going through some of these life challenges, to be able to lean on a faith seems so valuable. And the ones who don't have the faith seem so lonely uh, just from as a host and listening. So I'm happy that you have that for your son. Is there anybody else? Is it just the two of you that are going through this together? Do you have any other support systems in your life?
1: I'm so glad you asked. Chad, because really, I would, I mean, honestly, I would not be where we are today if it wasn't for my brother-in-law, who is still an amazing uncle. He said to me right when on the diagnosis day, he said, I knew all along he had it, but I was too scared to tell you about it. And I said, why are you scared of telling me about it? He was afraid that I wasn't going to take it too well. And I'm thinking, you know, looking back, maybe he was right because I maybe I would have been like, you know, defensive. I would have been like, no, my son's not retarded. I do not believe he is. And he's a little bit, a little bit behind like I was, but he's not. He's not retarded. He's, he's smart. He yeah. may not talk, but he's smart to me. And yeah. um, But I'm glad you mentioned about the support group because I'm back to that. If it wasn't for my church with a special needs class, I'd like to thank Carol I'd like to thank um uh, Michelle and um Janet. If it wasn't for those three, uh, we would be dealing with this autism thing alone. And his uncle Alan and my our co- his cousin Geneva, if it wasn't for them, we would be totally lost and we would be like feeling like we're going through this all alone.
0: I'm so happy you have that. And I hope for everybody listening who supports people like yourself and your family and people like me and my family, I hope they hear how important they are to us because I don't know how I would do it without my support system. I, I don't think I could do it. So I'm so grateful that you have that. And I hope that you can remain a friend of the shows after we're done with our conversation here and we can go through this journey together because I think together, you know, we're gonna do amazing things. And alone, I- it's not. it doesn't seem like the right way to do it, so.
1: You're right. You're right. And also, um, I'm on an p- autistic parent support group also. That's what's been helping me too, because it feels like if it wasn't for those support groups for my church and what for a support group online, you would, f- I'd feel like we're going against the world. It feels kind of challenging because it's like not everybody understand what autism is based on their ignorance. It's what I feel like mostly because of their ignorance and, um, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, not everybody knows what, how to handle autistic um, people, you know, autistic kids, especially. And with these support groups, they have been a big, big, big help. help. (laughs) And I do agree together. We can like bring awareness of autism around other people.
0: Yeah. So just so we can get like a a better understanding, what's a difficult like with the unique needs that your son has, um you said that he'll kind of scream out and bang his head. like what? no, he doesn't do that?
1: He doesn't bang his head, thankfully, he does not.
0: <laughs> like just explain what does a difficult day look like when he's
1: When he gets overly excited, he does scream, scream to the point where to everybody else who does not know that he's autistic, they're thinking, oh, he's being kidnapped or he's being harmed mostly he does it where um staying at where where we're staying at right now well cuz it's just really hard cuz you know he does jump up and down a lot you know he's very hyper little boy yeah
0: <laughs>
1: i think he's I, I wouldn't surprise me if he ends up having ADHD cuz i have ADHD too and, but they say it's too early to tell on that, but he does, other than that, he does jump up and down. He does like bang on the windows with his hands, bang on the wall and bang on everything he can bang. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's what I think is a unique challenge is those three things. Like he bangs on the windows, walls, jumping up and down and he screams.
0: Is he doing things like, is it hard enough where you're concerned for his safety or for you know, breaking things—is uh, it not to that level, or are do you having to? Are you having to set up safeguards to protect him or uh, other things?
1: We hadn't got to the safeguard point. Well, only thing I could say is I do make sure the bathroom door is locked. You know, just to make sure he doesn't, you know, try to, you know, flood the place, or he doesn't try to get out or something. I try to keep the door shut. Well, that's the only thing. Adjustments we're making is just locking the front door and locking the bathroom door. That's smart. Yes,
0: <laughs> I've, had, I've had the police go find my kids from him leaving the front door, so that I know that one firsthand is smart. And then, I mean, my my son will tear down the whole kitchen. He loves to eat, and he doesn't, he yeah.
1: My child, luckily, he does like to eat too. He does like to go in the fridge as well too, and. He doesn't talk much, but he knows how, where the, everything is. Like he goes to the fridge and if he wants water, he grabs water, bring it to me or he oh, grabs a uh, um, M&M yogurts, which we call um, treat, and bring it to me. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: So he, Does he um, well, he just keeps like my son, he'll just keep stuck. Like he'll shove food in his face and it'll, you know, it'll start falling out and he'll still start shoving it in his mouth. He, I have to slow him down to eat uh is how does how does your son does he take his time or is he
1: he's that kind of kid i feel like where first of all he won't eat the food when it's super hot from the microwave i think what 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 kid would you know (laughs) what child would you know he doesn't eat it all at once like he'll eat like bike here then he'll go do other things and a minute later take another bite then he goes back and then takes another bite you know like it takes like i think like for a meal it takes like about 30 minutes to eat like one meal you know like the meal i make
0: for him (laughs) i like that i don't
1: like he's a he's a snacker kind of little boy
0: i like that i mean i don't know do you like that or no
1: I mean, at first I didn't, but as long as he's eating, that's all it matters to me. You know, that's all that matters to me. If he eats and he's getting enough protein, enough fruits and vegetables, that's all it matters to me, you know, in every way at at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I agree. See, my son, he'll eat so fast that he'll he'll throw it up. That's why it sounds good to me that your son is kind of snacking because then his body's having time to digest the food and stuff like that. I have to work on keeping it so that my son doesn't throw it back up. So that's why I was right. asking about that. So you've just got this diagnosis. It it was obviously it's a big event in all of your lives. How you have your church, how are you dealing what do you do to take care of you? What's your secret to taking this one day at a time and, and taking the challenges and not getting so overwhelmed? How do you do that?
1: Well, honestly, I think that's where I'm coming back to one of my, one of the um, ladies at the church, Michelle, she noticed that we were way over our heads and it's mostly because we weren't medicated like we're supposed to be. So they've helped us with, you know, making sure we take our medicine daily. And I feel that's helped me, that's helping me be more calmer, more, um, ch- you know, more calmer, more apparent that Brian deserves for me to be.
0: Aww, that's awesome. What's the next thing on your list to do for yourself or for your son? You know, you have these steps, you got the journey ahead. What's the next thing you want to uh, add ne- to life?
1: The uh, next step is we're definitely working on trying to get his own room. Right now we're in that one bedroom apartment and we're working on by next month getting him getting, getting his own room And make his room as sensory as we can, like get a a mini tramp. We're planning on getting a mini trampoline for his birthday because obviously, as you can see, he loves, no matter where he's at, he loves to jump. (laughs) This kid loves to jump. And in his Sunday school class, they do have a mini trampoline there. So every time he comes to that class every Sunday... He first thing he does is jumps on that trampoline. Like, he'll jump on it for a good 15 minutes. So I'm like, oh, yeah, bingo. I got to get him a trampoline for his birthday. And he'll be turning four in June, June 13th to be exact. <laughs> and uh, I was planning wow. on making this room, like, as oh, sensory as possible, like, get his own bed, like, get him transferred from co sleeping position to sleep in his own room, we're working on that. And we're also going to be working on him getting like all picture books and helping him with his speech do what like do what his therapist tells us to do and one of those things is getting a bunch of picture books and helping him with his words that's what we're planning on doing is every time he accomplished like even look every time he comes to a mind like small or baby stuff small or big we're gonna celebrate it that's what yeah. our plans are, because I do awesome. believe my son, you know, Albert Einstein, he didn't start talking until he was five. And, and look where he's be, look where he's at right now, like what, what he all accomplished. Yeah. And he didn't talk until he was five. And I believe Ryan's going to be the next Albert Einstein. I do honestly feel that way.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Exciting. Well, wow, where do you live?
1: I live in Dallas, Texas. We're going to be moving to Fort Worth, Texas within a month.
0: Do you know of like the um, like in our town, the re- a resource that's really valuable for helping is called Tri-Counties and they provide different services. Do you know of like the kind of the resource in your town that helps families with special needs kids or?
1: Um, honestly, currently I'm still learning on that. And I believe that's what Carol is going to try to talk to me about this week. She told great. me to call her whenever I have some downtime. And um, we're going to plan on talking to her Friday about what we can do to help us out and also help him get closer to where he needs to be, where he's supposed to be, kind of thing.
0: That's great. I'm excited for you to get connected with that resource because it just, I can't tell you. I mean, I got it, I can't, it did so much for my life. And the feeling of support and i and i it seems like you're doing a great job taking as they come and i look forward to you getting all the support that you and your son need on this journey
1: And i'm definitely looking forward to it too i'm, I'm really grateful for the support online and it's why right by my church member
0: I hope, like I said, I'd love for you to stay connected. It's so new with your diagnosis, and I think you're doing a great job.
1: Right. Keep it down, Bubba.
0: And I think you should be so proud of yourself for how great you're doing. You've inspired me to be a better dad today to my kids when they get home from school. You've inspired me to be a better person. And I hope you stay connected and we can be on this journey together, okay?
1: Okay. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Thank you. Let's stay in touch.
0: All right. You have a great day.